Hey, what is up? It's yours truly back with another brand new edition of the Five Things to Know About podcast. We're back live and in living color. We're really not live. Maybe one day we'll be live, but we have a brand new episode this week. We apologize we didn't get an episode out last week. But we have gotten a little bit more picky on our sound quality, and we had a few technical difficulties last week. We are going to get our guest back on, and we have a brand new guest this week from Mass Mutual from the Vessel Rotary. It's one of our most community-centric episodes and, you know, you don't find a lot of stuff exciting talking about money unless... You know, somebody has millions and millions and millions of dollars and is giving me some of it. But we talked to Matt Conlin from Mass Mutual and from Vessel Rotary. It's one of our most community-centric episodes that we've ever had. We talk from everything about cryptocurrency. What is it? Spoiler alert, nobody really knows. (laughs) But we have all sorts of fun and we talk about how great this community is. What an appropriate way to plan some very adult conversations and how this community has stepped up in networking, stepped up in all sorts of stuff. So it's really, really fun. It's um, one of our episodes that we're most proud of. So again, we are really excited. Enjoy today's episode of Five Things to Know About with Matt Conlin. Hosted by yours truly, AP Entertainment. All right, what is up, everybody? We are back live with a brand new edition of Five Things to Know About. I still don't know why I say live. Maybe one day we'll be live, but of course, we're recording here with our wonderful friend Matt Conlin from Mass Mutual and a great pillar of our community here. Matt, how are you? I'm doing well, Andy. I'm very excited to be here and I appreciate the invitation. You're here. I appreciate being a part of this project. We're going to have a little bit of fun today. We are going to ask you five questions about your business and about your involvement with the community. Have a little bit of fun. That was kind of the whole point of this, of this whole project to have some fun, to shine a light about what's good in this area. And uh, I'm excited to have you on. I, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll do the best I can. Um, <laughs> I tell people I'm very good at asking people questions about themselves, but talking about myself is a little different. So I'll do the best I can. Well, maybe. I'll tell you, this is a, this is the time to brag a little bit. I'm gonna, I am gonna I like having people on here to brag, to tell them how good they are. So we are going to start it off. Now, five questions. It's big prizes. It's, it's a huge prize. It's lunch, and the lunch is expensive. So okay. that's what the winning prize is. Okay. So, I'm, I'm, I'm game. Yeah, perfect. And, of course, we got to give a shout-out to our friends here at the Galley for letting us be our home away from home, our studio. But without any further ado, we are going to go with question number one. We're going to start with financial services. That's kind of your bread and butter, what you do for a living. And we're going to ask the first ever life insurance policy was taken out in the early 18th century. It was taken out in the early 18th century in what foreign country? It's a foreign country where the very first life insurance policy was taken out. Didn't happen in the U.S., but what foreign country? And I got to preface this with everybody. 
I don't know how to give you a musical clue, Lena. Musical clue yet with this uh, podcast recording software. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe one day I will, but so mm -hmm. it's no musical clues. But what foreign country? It's a major foreign country. I, it's it's got to be England. Hell yeah! It's got to be England. Wow! Yeah. I thought I'd get you right off the bat. London, oh, England. London, yeah. England. It was actually back in the early 1800s. And uh, the company, of course, they didn't write it down. But the company... Uh, <laughs> the was company, it Lloyd's of London? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Lloyd's of London was second. But uh, Lloyd's of London, I've all heard a lot about with athletes and everything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, they. Uh, that's where it all was. That's where life insurance started in London. But... So tell me a little bit, how did you get started in financial services? Yeah, it's kind of a uh, very weird story. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my dad is involved in a local in life insurance company here in town. Sure. So I had been exposed to the life insurance industry from a very young age. Mm -hmm. So he worked on the home office side and, and did a lot of the home office stuff, but I was able to meet other life insurance agents. And mm -hmm. So from a young age, I was able to see that there was just something about how these guys lived. They all had nice lifestyles. They seem to have lots of money, nice cars, beautiful wives, just stuff like that. So I was very, very drawn to it. And oh, perfect. Thank you very much. And and that was what uh, my first taste to it. So to get here took dropping out of college a few times, working some very blue collar manual labor jobs for multiple more than 10 years of my life and to get to this point so now i'm here and i'm absolutely loving what i do because i get to meet people like you here, here. and i literally get paid to have coffee and have meals with people every day of the week. so <laughs> i love i love my job <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty fun to do stuff like this it's it's amazing it's i mean to work hard means to pick up the phone and, and dial a couple phone calls and sit down with some people whereas before working hard was pushing a wheelbarrow full of concrete sure. for 10 hours a day. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. I mean, I still do manual labor to this day on the weekends. Yeah. I, I'm very <laughs> tied to it. It's made me who I am. So. Right, right. But with that being said, it's very nice to just talk for a living. As opposed to using your back. Instead of doing that, breaking your ankles and stuff like that. But that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, right. So you actually kind of walked right into the second part that uh, about your start in financial services. I wanted to ask you a little about a little bit about your family inspiration with uh, your father being in the business. Mm -hmm. um, now, you don't work for or with your father. That's correct. Tell me a little bit about that. Why ah. didn't you just jump right into it? That's uh, that's always something that personally I'm uh, whenever I hear that, whether it's a parent or uh, some sort of relationship, that's incredibly admirable about you kind of got thrown into the deep end and you didn't have, you know, the book of business that maybe your father or his company had and mm -hmm. stuff. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I actually appreciate you asking that question. Um, knowing I haven't really shared it much. Um, so the life insurance business is incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. And when you stick around for a long time, you, you make a very, very handsome living for yourself. Sure. And so throughout my life, um, I had kind of just been in my father's shadows. Uh, oh, you know, he's Jim Conlon at so-and-so insurance company mm -hmm. here in town and, and whatnot. And and when I made the decision to get into the life insurance business, uh, I knew I was gonna have some. I knew I was gonna have some success. I knew that um, I, I just had a feeling about it, and so I decided to go to another company. I decided to not affiliate myself um, with the insurance company that my father works at at all. At all, and my wife works there as well. 
and the reason being is when whenever it was that I had reached that air quotes term success, mm -hmm. I never wanted someone to be able to say, you only got there because you wrote on your dad's coattails. Incredibly admirable. Or your dad gave you something. And not that there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. But um, I wanted to build something and I wanted to build it under my own name, right. my own reputation. Right. That's yes. incredibly admirable. I mean, it's not, <clears throat> when I was growing up, one of the funniest things was I was a big baseball fan. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, tried to play baseball as a kid mm -hmm. and, you know, had made Little League in the minors, but I could never make the majors. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's because I had a big head and I, the helmet wouldn't fit on my head or stuff <laughs> like that. But um, oh, I can't even what, imagine that. Oh, it's terrible. It, when I, I, the helmet would fall off anytime <laughs> I would slide and everything. So it's pretty bad. But that's a whole other story. When we get video on the podcast, I'll show <laughs> clips and stuff. But my father never coached, never coached, never, uh, you know, pulled it. And I was so frustrated. Uh, I can never make the majors. Eh, whatever is what it is. I gave up my baseball career at twelve and mm -hmm. started golfing a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, and, you that, know, and so. I got better at that. So, but you know, hearing something like that with your father being a well-known uh, business person, and you have no affiliation with it. So that was something that I thought was really, really cool. And I wanted to make make sure uh, that we talked about. I appreciate that. Yeah, so, it's it's interesting. Like you know, he's he's coming up on retirement. Yeah. I'm, I, I always thought that maybe we would do something together, which would be awesome. But like, we're just two totally different people. That's, and, and that is amazing. And that's what I love about my relationship. That's my incredible. Dad. All right, this is a new spot. This is a quick spot just to tell folks We'd love to have you on our podcast. It doesn't cost to be on a podcast. We have worked on this project for six months because we want to promote local businesses. We want to promote people who do good in this community. So if you're interested in being on our podcast, please make sure you reach out. You can find our contact information on our website, apentertainment607.com, or you can find both AP Entertainment and Five Things to Know About on social media. All right, you are one for one. That is a good start. It's, you know, we've been, we've done 17, 18 episodes and probably only half get the first question right. All right all so right. it's a good start, Matt. We'll, we'll <laughs> see what happens here. So we're going to go on to question number two. Question number two, we're going to stick with the financial services and ask about cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. Right. Everybody loves crypto. Everybody doesn't know what the hell crypto is nowadays. 99% of people have no idea what the hell it is. Okay. Uh, I don't know what it is. But uh, I want to ask, what infamous cryptocurrency was featured in multiple Saturday Night Live skits in the spring of 2021? What cryptocurrency was featured in multiple SNL skits in spring of 2021? So one word answer. What cryptocurrency was it? So I don't watch Saturday Night Live <laughs> at all. I am going to go based on what I remember reading in that time frame. 
and it's one or two. It's got to be either Bitcoin or Ethereum, but I'm going to go with Bitcoin. Oh, I thought you. I thought for sure you would go the other way. It was actually Do, uh, Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Oh, oh, I well, thought... you can see how much I know about it. <laughs> actually, now that you think about it, I it was Dogecoin. Run. I actually thought you'd go Bitcoin to Dogecoin. And uh, Ethereum, not many people know what Ethereum is. I know everybody hears a Bitcoin and Dogecoin with Elon and everybody yeah, and so yeah. forth. But so talk a little bit about cryptocurrency. Nobody has an idea what the hell cryptocurrency is. But tell me a little bit about, um, you know, you do you talk about financial services, life insurance. Um, I know family members have worked with you helping with their stock portfolio. Tell me a little bit about that. Do you have a lot of involvement with that with investing somebody's portfolio into this stock or this crypto or this so tell me a little bit about that yeah so i think this is a multi-part question actually and, and i'm going to actually break it up in, in two parts sure so i'll start it with this because i am uh, licensed and whatnot this is no way shape or form any type of recommendation for anybody to do anything with any of their money okay this is a friendly conversation amongst friends and family and I am not making any recommendations for anybody to go do anything. So I just need to state that. Because I'm glad you said that because I never even thought about saying yeah, that. That's yeah, very split, yeah, very good. So yeah. this is not financial this advice. Is not financial. This advice. is just a discussion. This is just a friendly discussion over a Dr. Pepper. Right? After a Dr. Pepper and a Diet Coke. Right. I'm glad you said that. That was great. That's now right. this really is official. Okay. So with that being said, uh, I think it's a two-part question, and um, I'll start with it. I think it's a what is. What's my involvement in the financial services and helping people? And then the other part of it being cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with the cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. Um, I personally have no money invested in it. I personally will not invest any of my own money into it. Um, there's a couple things at play. This is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I think that this is a Trojan horse of some sort. I think that uh, eventually... Um, it won't be Bitcoin that we use, but it might be some type of government type of coin that we use. So what's going on is they release the, these cryptocurrencies and it creates a fervor amongst uh, the, the crowd. People, people are excited. Wow, look how much this goes up. Mm -hmm. Okay, And so what happens is people start buying and trading in it. Okay, and so the beautiful thing about these blockchains, so they say, is it's supposed to be protected. It's supposed to be encrypted transactions that nobody else can see. Sure. So what the government does is they don't quite understand how it works. I don't think so anybody does. Nobody does. <laughs> so what they do is they create this artificial character, this Satoshi guy who creates mm -hmm. this Bitcoin. Yeah. Says there's only 21 million of it. Okay. And so they have to figure out a way to mine it. They have to figure out a way to structure it in their wallets. They have right. to figure out a way to transact with it. Okay. Well, we both know that the government is incredibly inefficient <laughs> at building and designing something. That's okay? a, they, they absolutely suck at it. That okay? would be a that would be a three hour podcast. That would be a three hour. Oh, dude, <laughs> don't get me going on that. Sure, okay? sure. But with that being said. Uh, we live in America, and I believe that we still do have capitalistic roots. And sure. So the government realizes this, and they release this program to the masses called Bitcoin, and they let people start mining it. They build a whole network around. Okay, they build distribution. How do people store it? Where is it? Where is it located? How yeah. do, all of this stuff, and they just let the people do all the work. Sure. So what happens is now the government. Paying attention, they have a backdoor into the internet. They know right. everything that happens. So what do they do? They take all the capitalistic problems, mm -hmm. they figure out what's going on, and then they present to you the solution. 
sure. which will be a, some type of form of digital currency by the federal government. Really? That's incredibly interesting. So this is just my opinion. Sure. But not um, financial advice. Just your not financial thoughts. advice. This is sure. just my thoughts. But uh, a couple a couple things that should really, really, really spark in your uh, fervor into this is China has banned Bitcoin mining. Really? Absolutely banned. Wow. Okay. China also this year has released its own digital currency from the government. <laughs> sure. Okay. So not only does China is not allow you to do Bitcoin, you're only allowed to transact in what's called the digital yuan. Okay. Okay. The government issues the money into your digital wallet. Yeah. Sound familiar? Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Well, China has an issue. They have a demographic problem. They yeah. have to create a ton of money and create a ton of debt to spur the economy. Sure. So what happens if you and I get a million dollars? Right. I take it. I stick it in my bank account. I'm going to let it collect interest. Right. Okay. But what happens if the government gives me money into a digital wallet and they say, you have three months to spend a million dollars or it goes away. Right. Wait a second. You mean to tell me the government can hit backspace on the, right. the zeros in my account? Oh, they totally to control all of it. Yeah. So again, purely speculation, my opinion. I think the government released this to figure out they have the capitalistic mindsets figure out a network build it and then they're going to come in and they're going to outlaw bitcoin they're going to outlaw cryptocurrencies and they're going to issue their own and i will say this mm -hmm. there is incredible precedent in yeah. this in american history for the, from the time america was formed until 1931 sure. a lot of americans had a ton of gold that's how they transacted with each other gold and silver mm -hmm. in 1931 the government came down listen to this one, yeah okay 1931 the government comes in yeah Gold's illegal. Really? Not only that, you may have your life savings in gold. You have 30 days to go to the bank. Cash it in. Cash it in. $20 an ounce is what they were giving you. Okay. Okay. Once they collect all the gold, government owns the gold. You are no longer allowed to have it illegal. If you do own it, you're a criminal. Wow. The government says, guess what, guys? This gold is now worth $35 an ounce. Versus 20. Versus 20. Oh. Okay. So... This is not 100 years ago. This is 100 yeah. years ago. Folks, if you just read what happened. It, uh, the culture war that's happening today sure. happened back then. God, the same thing incredible. that happened in, in money sure. is happening back then. So yeah, it's it, When you think about it, you know, people laugh. They make jokes about this Bitcoin. Yeah. Hell, I'll admit uh, this is not financial advice, but I put 100 bucks in Dogecoin. Why and you? I'm like, what the hell, you know? And it went so high, and I uh, and I didn't sell. Now I went back down, and I think I'm down whatever, mm -hmm. 50 bucks. So mm -hmm. whatever. It's like everybody says. Everybody knows I love gambling. Um, he traded his gambling money. So I went, no, what the hell? Yeah. But it's so interesting. I, I mean, 99% of people probably don't even know what the hell crypto is. They don't know. And, and who, you and me probably don't, don't even know. Yeah. And it's like, wow. But so anyhow, that's it's it's pretty not, it's pretty interesting to hear all the stuff like that. I mean, you could go right down the wormhole with all that, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and I will say this, you know, people will often say, and this is, I'm going to leave everyone. Yeah. A people will say, the thing I don't understand about cryptocurrency is where does it get its value from? <laughs> and my retort to that question every time is, where does the dollar get its value from? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, again, that's like, ooh, but talking about inflation now. Oh, Jesus. Go down a rabbit we, hole. Yeah, we'll go right down the rabbit hole with that. There's not enough Dr. Pepper. <laughs> There's not enough Dr. Pepper and Diet Coke and chicken sandwiches and egg rolls here. So, you know, jumping off the stocks and the crypto, yeah. 
what about um, retirement planning? I, yes. Now yeah, that's the same thing again. Not not financial not financial advice, but you if I were to say, okay, hey Matt, I have uh, a 401k or I have X amount of dollars that I want to do. Could I come to you and say, could you help me plan my retirement? Could I do that? Yes. Okay. Yes. The answer to your question is yes. Um, with that being said, financial planning, financial advising wealth advisors, wealth management, all that stuff, right? It's a very broad stroke of a pen. Mm -hmm. And I would say that everybody's individual needs are different, okay? So you may come to me and say, I have this problem, and it may be a very specific solution to help you with that problem. Mm -hmm. Your parents may come and say, I have this need, and it's a very different solution, okay? But I'm the same person that's helping to provide that solution. And it's different whether it's somebody's age, somebody's, all of it. are they a homeowner, are they this, they have all kids, everything, it could be different. All of it. And, and you know, I say this very, like a smile on my face, but like it's custom. Mm -hmm. It's to that person, it's curtailed to their You're life. never gonna have my financial plan, the same thing as person, the person next to me, or, or you know, Chrissy, the wait, the waitress here, or the owner, or any of that stuff, they're all going to have different plans. It may be some similarities, okay? There may be some similarities in terms of holdings and industries that you're invested in your portfolio, mm -hmm. but with that being said, everything will be um, individualized. And, and I also, I have a little bit of a different perspective on it and take on it. Um, I started, I'm, I'm a life insurance guy. Sure. That's... That's where I got, that's where I caught That's where you got your start, life yeah. insurance. And, and um, so just to give you a quick perspective of it, it, back in the 1960s in Broome County, okay, we're talking Broome County, mm -hmm. there was over 1,000 licensed life insurance agents. It was wow. the profession to be in. Wow. In Broome County. I'm talking just Broome County. I would never think that. Okay. There's a bunch of licensed life insurance agents mm -hmm. now, but I'd say there's maybe three who make their living just on life insurance versus versus people who may do it or it could be me as a dj and doing trivia and weddings maybe i could also have my license to do it on the side that's exactly correct ah it's pretty interesting and exactly. probably it sounds like it's almost the same thing as like a real estate agent where you know there's only a few like you know we both know bob farrell yeah. from exit and yeah. stuff like that yeah. but there may be a couple who do it just part-time yeah. So yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And, and so um, the, the, the crazy thing is the insurance needs are higher now than they've ever been. Mm -hmm. And so the problem that, um, that I see with the industry is it's really hard to get going. I know. God, I mean, it's pers really hard. personally, you know, 10, 12 years ago, I spent a year in the insurance industry yeah. doing um, property and casualty yeah. and business. And it was... Ooh, it's, it's tough. <laughs> I thought I'd get to start with business, but I had to, just like you with life insurance, I had to call, hey, man, can I give you a quote about your car insurance? Can I give you a quote about yeah. your renter's insurance? Yeah. It's a it's a grind to get yeah. started. Well, I tell people, like I was I was explaining this to my daughter the other day because mm -hmm. uh, she had to make a phone call to like order something on the phone, right? And she's like, oh, I don't want to call. I don't, don't want to call. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt him. And hey, us like, in our 30s even kind of hesitate. Yeah. yeah. And I said, okay, I go, I would just like to explain to you. And, and this is just real talk. What, <laughs> is like, what it's like to make phone calls. Yep. So I sell life insurance instantly. Tell people that, boom, I'm good. I don't need any right. help. I, you know, the guard's up. That's fine. Maybe you're not the person I want to talk sure, to. Sure, sure. Okay? So with that being said, I go, now, imagine starting out in the insurance business no money right you got to call interrupt somebody's day yeah try to get their attention so that they can carve out a half hour of their time to sit down with you 
so that you can then in return try to sell them a product to solve a problem that they don't even have, that they don't know that they have. And then in that, they have to then in return give you money to solve that problem. And it's not even a product that they're ever going to use. Their family's going to use it. Well, that's not true. Well, I mean, so, that's, so that's forth. Yeah. I mean, more often than not, people think, like, if you were to sell me life insurance, I'm like, I, I don't need that. I'm never going to use that. Yeah. But I think more often than not, people think that. But that kind of segues back into, as you said, this isn't financial advice, but you can use life insurance for retirement planning in yes. all sorts of different ways. All sorts so, of and that's why they call them, come and talk to you with that stuff. A piece so. of it, you know. And, and I also, uh, just to, why I have a little bit of a different stance is, um, you know, you're a huge sports fan, mm -hmm. okay? And we watch, sit there and we watch sports and we sit there and we watch the championship game. I cannot tell you the last time I haven't heard this. You watch in there and they say, hey, this team, you know, they got a good potent offense, but this team is very solid defensively. Mm -hmm. uh, very Defense rare. wins championships. Right. You hear this every time during a some type of championship, okay? So let's take that into retirement planning. Yeah. The championship is to have money into retirement, okay? But – Got to have a good defense. Right. With that being said, insurance planning is the bedrock and the foundation of any financial plan. Sure. So if you don't have money coming in when you're sick or disabled, right. or if you were to pass away early and you're working with somebody and they say you have a financial plan, it's a paperweight. Yeah. Because if you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from, that is all just smoke and mirrors. It's a difficult. It's a difficult decision to talk about. It's with very everything. difficult. It's not like you're going to buy new toys and this and that. It's a tough decision yeah but and 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 just real quick on that yeah. um it's insurance isn't bought it's sold and That's insurance true. um is sold with stories yeah and you know i'm not going to go into the stories that i use because they're personal and they're near and dear to my heart of but course. like i'm telling you what man you sit down and you tell a story of how you saved the business because you were the only one that showed up with a check Means when a business partner died or you're the only one that showed up a check to a widow's house with five children Oof. and the husband dies and the, all the kids are under the age of the five or you're the only one that called on somebody to sell them a disability insurance policy in it's case they were to get, it's incredibly intense and it's emotional and yeah. i can't tell you how many times i've sat at somebody's kitchen table and shed tears with them as they talk about the things that they're worried about sure and i'm the person that is the only one that has said i'm going to put you in a vulnerable position to ask you and i'm going to walk you through this with comfort and I'm going to walk you through this because I've been here and I've done this before sure. and I can help you and, and do it in a way. And, and that's how um, I feel that the business should be done. So it's a little bit no. different. Everybody's got their own style. And, and I just try to take well, a very I'll, individualistic approach. I, I, I'm in my late thirties. I never had life insurance yeah. ever until you got into it. And I'm like, okay, all right. Makes me. sense. And I'll tell you, it was it, even just chatting about the uh, chatting when we first did, it, I'll never forget how much pizza we ate. And Mario's Pizza just shooting the breeze. Yeah. Talk about this, and and I may not be, and I'm not the biggest policy you ever sold. But of course, I'm not. But it's the thing where, I mean, on a personal level, where you're able to make somebody feel comfortable and say, okay, hey, this is this. If you have a kid, if you have a wife, if you have this, if you have that, you should at least look at something. But on that note. Yeah. We are going to go to question number three. Let's You're one or two, and you almost got the second one. I will I count close. you. I you were Ethereum. Yeah, I would give you half credit on the Ethereum. But so, number three, we're going to stick with our last of the financial industry. Okay. Give or take 10 years. I'm going to give you a leeway of up or down 10 oh, years. Boy. I don't know where this is going. You work with Mass Mutual. Okay. 
When was Mass Mutual founded? Oh, come on, man. It was uh, oh, 1849. Oh, you got it within the leeway. It was 1851. Then. Yeah, 1851. So you got it. I said within the, within 10 years. So you got it. I was like, oh, you're going to miss this. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, that was close. You got it. Yeah, we gave you right with the leeway. So tell me a little bit. Um, you know, you said you started with another company at, uh, to start. Um, you've been in the business for, gosh, three, four years almost. Six now. No yeah. way. Six years. God, time flies when you're having fun. I've known you for this long. Yeah. But uh, so what brought you to Mass Mutual versus the other ones? Yeah. So, yeah. so really, the reason. Do you need a box or still I'm good. Do you want me to take that out of the way for you? Unless Andy wants a prize. No, no, no. Again, we we thank we thank our friends here at the galley who are letting us be in a, be in our home uh, our home away from home here. But uh, so tell me a little bit about. And if, for those of you wondering, Matt had a chicken sandwich and I had the Philly uh, Philly cheesesteak egg rolls, and uh, Jeremy crushed it. Yeah, they were really really good. Crushed it. So I was like, all right, but. Um, so tell me, uh, you know, you started with a different company. What brought you to Mass Mutual um, instead of, in, you know, what drew yeah. you over to yeah. them? Yeah. So there was a couple things that drew me there. Um, the first thing is um, I felt that it, it gave me a sense I could do things on my own in terms of I could be who I am. Sure. So I guess, like, if you look at me, I, I don't know if I fit the prototypical mold of uh, financial advisor or, you know, financial planning. Um, so I think that, uh, mass mutual was just a good fit for me and they, they gave me a platform and a training program to learn the industry. And that's the single most important thing as to why I'm at mass mutual. It's the training program. And so the average age of a life insurance agent in the industry is 60. That's the average age, and you're in your and you're in your mid thirties. I'm in my mid thirties, yeah. And sixties the average age. Sixties the average. I would never age. think that. Would never think that. Okay. Ooh. And the needs for life insurance are greater today than they've ever been. Sure. And why I decided to go to Mass Mutual is they offered me a program that was going to train me and to educate me in some type of sales structure. That's cool. Like I just I didn't I, literally this is what I did. One day I'm sitting in an excavator. Okay. Digging in a, in a quarry <laughs> on Friday. I know this story too, which is great. I'm glad you're saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saturday, I shave my beard and get a haircut. <laughs> Sunday, I buy a suit. Monday, I'm in an office trying to sell life insurance. Like, <laughs> that is that is the transition. Here, so, here. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, even, even the, the terminology of life insurance and financial services, I mean – I, you know, everybody thinks I'm this whiz at trivia, and I look a lot. I look all my stuff up to be mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it's confusing. It's it's really really confusing this stuff. So that's uh, even just the being in sales. Um, you know, as you said, you you hadn't had actual sales experience. Whether you're selling life insurance, selling insurance, selling clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. have children, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do so, you get them to do what you want them to do? You, you gotta, gotta to sell them. You gotta, you gotta sell them what they want to eat, what they want to do, and stuff like that. So that's pretty. That's pretty cool. that Mass Mutual did that. But before we move yeah. on to yeah. the second part, uh, the last two questions, uh, you know, your charitable uh, organizations mm-hmm. you work with in the in the um, you know in Broome County and so forth. Tell me about if you had to. I know it's like picking your most favorite kid, but. Uh, if you had to put maybe in generic terms, what was 
your most, well, what is so far your most proud moment of your career? If you could say that, I know you talked about sitting at somebody's table and helping them and, and even shedding some tears with them. Mm. Is that your most proud of you? Or is there something that you could say in generic terms? They say, this is something that I'm most mm. proud of so far in my six years. And I can't wait to do another 16 years mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what do you think of your most, what you're most proud mm, of? That's a really good question. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of them that are coming to, to the top of my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, the long, the five-year success rate in the industry uh, for five years is 1%. And you're at six years. And I'm at six years. Hell yeah. So that was, uh, that, that gives me chills. That was a huge, huge accomplishment for me that I'm incredibly prideful for because uh, the sacrifice it took. And, and sure. there was multiple years where I wasn't sure if it was going to happen. And life, people don't realize it's a, people don't realize it's a, um, uh, it's not, it's commission. It's only yeah. commission. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough job. It's yeah. not. It's not. Thank you. It's not. It's not a salary job. You're yeah. not getting paid if you don't sell. You don't make money. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a tough nugget. If you've never done that before, that's a tough nugget to crack. So I remember I, I asked my wife. God bless her. I always tell people my two greatest sales were number one, convincing her to go out with me, and then number two, convincing her that I could go from running heavy equipment to selling life insurance. Sure. So those are my two best sales that I have. That's that's cool. I um, mean, that's that's really big. That should be something you should be incredibly proud of. I mean, that's that is. I know. Ne- I'll never forget when uh, getting to know you. Um, I mean, we've known each other for a long time, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, now being family. Uh, getting to know you when you first started, I remember trying. I thought to myself, "Ooh, this is gonna be tough." Uh, I don't told you it was gonna be tough. <laughs> uh, I, as I was in advertising forever, and I had just started doing the DJing and trying to sell myself as in entertainment and stuff for weddings and parties and yeah. events and what have you. And I remember being like, "You got to talk to everybody," and um, it's it's a different thing. I mean, people know I'm a loudmouth, and it's a different skill set. So that's something you should darn well be proud of that, man. I appreciate that because uh, one of the, I tell people this because uh, it's crazy. You develop these relationships with people sure. and you're just involved in their, in their decision-making processes in life. Right. And, and I let everybody know this and I mean it sincerely. And Andy, you and I know each other. We've had some conversations. Sure. I have conversations with 20 people a day. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I get paid on confidentiality. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, I mean, it's that's the, the more confidential I am, and I don't mean this in a braggadocious way, the more money I make. You're done. No, you're done right. Trust that they can tell me things. Right. And, and that is one of those things that I'm most proud of. No, I mean, they story. can trust it. They can, you can, uh, you haven't told anybody that I have $50 million hidden in my backyard. Oh, wait, are these mics on? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> this is not financial advice. But it's, it's I, all in gold. <laughs> yeah, it's all in gold. It's not illegal. <laughs> but so, and before we move on, tell me how, what's the best way that somebody could contact you? Is yeah, it- so, um, you know, I, I have a, a website. I don't even know. Commonassociates.com. <laughs> you can tell how much I use it. Sure. Um, really, the, the best way would probably just be I, my cell phone. That's cool. Um, you know, I'll just give him my number. It's That's cool. 607 um, Just give me, if you leave me a voicemail, give me 24 hours. I run my practice through that phone yeah. and it is, I 
got about 20 mixed tests, missed text <laughs> messages and phone calls right now. So it's, it's active. And, uh, as, I, as I booked this out for you and everything. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, that's, I appreciate that. Thank you. And, here, and here. by no means, don't feel obligated. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're back with everybody's favorite segment of the week. Something to know about yours truly. Well, this is something that's started to happen over the last few years. We've been DJing. It'll be 10 years at the end of this year, which is pretty incredible. We're hoping to have some announcements coming up about some celebrations. We're not going to quite spoil that yet, but some of you probably know where that is leading to. But anyhow... One of the funniest things that in the last few years we've gotten is how we talk and how our voice sounds. You know, everybody knows after we're done with trivia, we'll go around and we'll chat with people, we'll chat with new teams, chat with old teams, tell folks, you know, we're very, you know, pleased that we saw you out at our trivia event, as a, you know, at a wedding, at a party, what have you. And every once in a while, <laughs> I laugh when I'm doing it. Everybody knows. All <laughs> right. Every once in a while, what happens is somebody will say, oh, you really talk like that. And, and it puts me back at first. I'm like, what? So people think my voice is a put on. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I never thought it was a unique voice. Uh, but uh, every once in a while, I get people <laughs> who say, oh, that's really your voice. Or you're on the radio. No, no, I was never on a radio. I'm just a you know, loudmouth for the whole rest of my life. But it's funny to hear when somebody says we're off mic, whether, uh, you know, we're talking one-on-one to somebody or just seeing somebody in a store or out in the community. Um, every once in a while, somebody says, oh my gosh, that's your real voice. <laughs> so it always chuckles me. So, hey, enjoy the rest of our discussion with five things to know about Matt Conlin. Right, so we are two of three. Not bad, not bad. Two for three. Two for three gets you in Cooperstown. I've said a lot of people, that's a 667 average. Dude, one for three gets me in Cooperstown, let's be honest. Actually, you're probably right. (laughs) One for three gets you into Cooperstown. But we're going to go on to question number four. We talked a little bit. We talked about the financial services. But now we're going to talk about your community involvement for a little bit for the last two. Um, There's not many people who I know who have become, I don't even want to say from zero to 100, but you went really big when you went into the financial services industry um you really got involved with the community to network to know other people to help other people so it's something that i really wanted to talk to the last question i appreciate that yeah so i I feel very passionate about my community so you're here you're here so we're going to talk about rotary a lot of people know that i'm in rotary but not a lot of people know that you are in the same rotary as i am thanks to you though i don't know I, to say that, I don't think yeah. a lot of people know that actually, which is cool. Yeah. So, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Rotary. Question number four is cool. going to be about Rotary. So, Rotary, we're in Vesta Rotary together. Yep. Rotary is a well known service club around the world. Yep. People know Vesta Landwell all over the place. You hear a Rotary, you yep. see the Rotary wheel and everything. But, Rotary is a well known service club worldwide that was founded in 1905. 
Do you know the famous Rotarian who founded it? Oh, I know. This is tough. This would be one. If I gave you a musical clue, you'd know it in a second. This is a tough one. I mean, I know what city was founded. It was in Chicago. Yeah, Illinois. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so I want to say it's Paul Harris. A hundred percent. Hell yeah. All okay. right. I'm proud of you. Okay. After being a longtime Rotarian. I you, thought I was a president. I had to know that. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I, You and me both. Paul Harris. Paul very Harris. good. So right. we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, Rotary. Yeah. Know, what the hell is Rotary? They've heard yeah. of Kiwanis. They've heard of yeah, yeah. 4-H, I don't know, 4-H maybe is dating me. I don't know if 4-H is still around. I, don't, I haven't heard of that one. That's, uh, that's stuff oh, I hear Shriners, from parents. Right? Shriners, yeah, 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 Shriners, absolutely. Sertoma. Shriners, Sertoma. There's a ton of uh, yeah. There's a ton of clubs. They all do great. Yeah. But uh, you are very heavily involved in Rotary, as yeah. you know, as I am. Yeah. So tell me, what brought you to Rotary? Yeah, so it was really um, there's multiple reasons why I think the, the genuine basis of it was my grandfather was involved in Rotary um, <clears throat> down in St. Petersburg, Florida. And I remember last time I went to go see him, I was probably like 21 maybe. And he took me to a Rotary meeting and like they sang to me, like everybody stood up and sang. <laughs> like this is like, a, like, yeah, oh, like, yeah. like the old school starched collar Rotary meeting. Sure. Right? Sure. And um, I just remember being like, what is this? And he's like, oh, we just get together. And, and like, I, I, so to me, what it seemed like was he knew everybody and they were all friends. I was like, wow, he's just hanging out with his friends. Yep. And so that was like my initial thing to it. So then I, I got into the insurance business and I remember thinking like, I just need to be around people. So I called you up. I'm like, Andy, how, how do you get around <laughs> yeah. people? Like, I, 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 how, I Well, I'm going to stop you right here. This is not a promotion of me, but it just no, happens no, no, to be no, no, our, yeah. our relationship. Yeah. Um, with our relationship, I, yes, I was the one to get you. Yeah. Into the well, I called you up. I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> what do I do? Like, how do I get in front of more people? You're like, well, you should really join the Rotary. I'm like, well. <laughs> like, then I'm thinking of, like, my grandfather. Right? Yep. <laughs> so I'm thinking of starch collars yep. and singing at me. And he and you were just like, dude, just, just come check it out once. Right. So I rolled in and I go. Oh, oh, and then and then Andy was there, and then there was like one or two other younger people there. Mm-hmm. So I forgot to mention that part. I was the youngest person. I'm a couple years older than you, and I was the youngest person in the Vestal Rotary for years. Yep. I've been in the club. I'm 30. Oh, I just turned 39. Oof, don't, I, I'll, leave the mic, I'll leave the mic on for that. But I was uh, I started in the club at 24. Yeah. So I was I was in the Vestal Rotary club for I've been in the club for 15 years. So I was the youngest guy for a while. Yeah. And uh, bringing you in, who was younger than me, and there was a couple other ones here. Yep, I mean, you know, there's a friend Aaron Martin. Yeah. I remember him being there, and then well, Aaron's my age. But... <laughs> well, he's younger. At least. Yeah, he's under seventy, folks. Yes, yes. <laughs> a lot of people do think that Rot- Ro- Rotary is very, very old, and it's not. Well, it's changing. Yes, it's evolving. Right, and, and um, you know, I like to think that you know. Not to toot your horn, Andrew, but you kind of were the catalyst to get some younger people into our Vestal Rotary Club. Sure. And so, you know, I came and then... Here's your $20 that I paid. Yeah, so. yeah, right. And then, and then somebody else came, another young local business right. owner came, and then somebody else came. And then next thing you know, we kind of look around. We're like, dude, we got like seven or eight people under the age of 40. Like, what's going yeah. on? And then all the clubs are like, hey, what are you guys doing differently? And it was it was really interesting to be a part of. Sure. But... uh I just wanted to be around people, so. Well, I'll tell you, over. it's it's something that, like I said, having uh, having people under, you know, uh, a lot of people have think, oh, Rotarians is retired folks, and it's not. And there's people in there. Uh, there's people in. I'm pretty sure a few folks are in their late 20s in our club. I think. 
Dude, we have. I think there's we a couple that joined when he was 22. Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot about right. it. He was 22. Graduated. Our, our, past, our past president <laughs> was 22. That's right. Not anymore, obviously. Not anymore. But, uh, yeah, that beat me because I was 24 when I yeah. joined. And uh, I'll tell you, it's pretty cool to see that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, talk a little bit about um, your history so far. You've been in Rotary for three or four years. About six years. Six it years. has not been six years. I got out. I'm getting 100 years old. I started in the insurance business, and I think I joined Holy Rotary like two crap. months later. It's God, I'm dating myself, man. Yeah. But uh, I know uh, personally I was a president before mm-hmm. uh, in the Vesla Club. Mm-hmm. But I know some veterans <laughs> along with – uh, me talking to you off to the side, you ended up after two years in the club, you actually uh, took over the presidency for Vesta yeah, Rotary. Yeah, I, I think there was a, it may have been a little bit of a precedent set, but I think it was, I showed up. Yeah. So I was at the meetings, right? So I showed up at the meetings and I showed up at the board meetings too. Yep. Like I was, I wanted to know what it was. So this was like, this is how I learned how uh, board meetings are run, right? Sure. And there's minutes, and then there's motions, and all this stuff. And like, like I was a redneck, man. Yeah. Okay? I, didn't, I didn't mean that. Like, that's great. Like, that's what I was that. doing, you know. I didn't, we didn't, you know, there was no motion to adjourn to leave work. Like, like what is this? So it was a huge learning experience for me, and sure. and, and I was tapped to um, be the president of the Rotary Club, and um, I, I did. Put a lot of effort into it. Absolutely, I, really I know try. for a fact that was great. That was great having you there, and and I do take pride on this one. Yeah, I only missed two meetings as president. That's a big thing. A lot of people don't realize. Yeah, you go, you go have lunch, you go have breakfast or something once a week for your road to Rotary Club, and a lot of it's just showing up. Just showing and up. you know, there's there are 20, 30, 40 people in your Rotary Club. I think Vessel has. Just under forty, if I'm not mistaken, thirty-five-ish or something. I just saw the rosters like thirty-seven. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, and everybody donates, everybody puts in the work, yeah. and if you show up, it's a big thing. And the money goes to great causes, whether it's sponsoring a little league team, sponsoring a softball team, uh, you know, helping with flood relief, helping with all sorts of projects around the community. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I know personally, I'm proud, I'm very proud of for the for the time I've been in it. And I don't say this a lot, but you were the first person I brought in to this club. Cause I, oh, really? Oh, yeah, I didn't know I, that. You know, yeah, I don't tell many people this, but you were the first oh. person I brought in this club. And it's something I'm real proud of that, oh, that I, I was, that. quote, your sponsor. Yeah. Um, I didn't embarrass you is what you're no, saying. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, she didn't embarrass me. But uh, it was really, really cool to have you. You know, we talked a lot on the side when you were ready to be a president of Rotary. And wow, you go, Andy, okay, all these guys are trying to talk to me. Be be legit. What is this? What does this entail? Mm-hmm. And I said, it's uh, I said it's it's not that bad. You just you would you just have to attend your events. And if you can't make it, that's okay. And you just get somebody to cover for yeah. you. So I know I covered for you once. I yeah. think I covered for you once and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's something I'm real proud of that uh, your success and. Uh, uh, knowledge in, in Rotary with that. But appreciate that. moving on to our last question. You're three of four. That's this is like you're almost in for the cycle. Okay. Our fifth question. Our fifth question is gonna stick with uh, stick with Rotary. See, one more. I know you this is gonna be a hard question. Vestal Rotary, which we're oh. a part of. Up or down two years. Up or down two years. How old is the Vestal Rotary Club? How long has it been around? 
I say started 1959. I'm going to give that to you. We'll, instead, I'm worried about math because I'm terrible at math without a calculator. Started in 1957, so you're right. Uh, so two years again. Two years. You're right on the nose. You are four or five. That's a major, okay. major okay. thing. We've only had one person go five for five, and not many people go four or five. So I get a bonus question to get like get the chance. Absolutely, but uh, I didn't write it down, so that's the bonus. <laughs> episode. But yeah, Vesterotti's been around for sixty-four years. Yeah. We, uh, it, so it's we something. Six, now that you yeah. say that, I remember the sixtieth <laughs> uh, anniversary the, party. We was had like the sixties Beatles. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. So we did that at the Elks Club. We had a great time. Yeah. But so. Last thing about about your uh, community involvement. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Rotary with how it's helped your, you know, it's helped the community. Yeah. Tell me about how it's helped your business. That's a very interesting question. Um, and I want I want it to be known that I got involved with Rotary to get involved in the community, not for business. But with that being said, business comes from it. Absolutely. Just, just by developing relationships. So instead of talking about the business, I, I think it's more important to talk about the relationships. Sure. Okay? I, that's, a, that's a better word. I, I think, agree. I think that, that would be uh, the better way to describe it. So I, you know, we got 37 members in our club. We've had some turnover. Sure. Some people that... Um, some people have left the club and, and you're still people. close with. Yep. Um, but with that being said, I can, I can confidently say that I have seven people mm-hmm. that I have developed lifelong dear, close to my heart relationships sure. that I never would have met if it wasn't for Rotary. Yeah. And I'm talking, I'm involved with their kids. Yeah. I'm involved in their lives. Their business. In you're involved with their gyms. You're involved They're, with this. You're involved with that. All of it. It's all pretty It's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I, I like that word better instead of business, yeah. but the relationships. Relationships. The relationships is really cool. I mean, personally, with the projects I've been involved with, with the group, it's it's really cool when it, thank you very much. It's really cool to be able to um, uh, to be able to have those friendships when whether it's inviting them to parties and personal weddings and personal yeah. this and that, yeah. having them over to your house or yeah. going golfing with them. Yeah. Um, and business comes from that, so it's like. You rarely actually talk about business. Never. Actually, you usually get fined. You, yeah. get, you have to pay a fine if you, if you yeah. talk about business and a fine, a couple bucks here. But, uh, but people will never let you forget the fact that you had to pay a fine. So it's like the money's no big deal, but the, the verbal abuse you're going to get for it you are will last darn, for decades. You folks. are darn right. You are and darn right. It. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty special to be able to know that when not uh, thank you very much, to be able to know um how far you've came i mean i've known you for i've known you for a long time and getting i personally think our relationship when you went from blue collar again nothing wrong with blue collar going i love to it sales. i still have the calluses yeah. on my hands you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm still doing yeah that. you still have to get stuff repaired from stuff you're working too yeah. much on you know yeah. but uh you know from going from one to another it's that's a big step and personally i I have had to do that step with being a self-employed, mm-hmm. being this, being that. I mean, you take a vacation. Okay, yeah, you can take a vacation. You don't get paid. You don't get a paid vacation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even just a little thing like that mm-hmm. to see how far – when you said six years, it's, uh, you've been in life insurance, and mm-hmm. five years, the success rate is 1%, it's pretty awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. 
No, I so that. yeah, but it's cool. It's it's like one of those things, though. Like you know, not one bit of it is because of anything I did. Sure, it's, it's not. It's not me. It's not. I'm not special. It's I had an open mind, and sure. my father has told me from the ever since I can remember. You have two eyes, two ears, and one mouth. Use them accordingly, man. Darn right. And I will admit that is one of the toughest things, me, as somebody who talks like crazy. Yeah. As I've gotten older, I've gotten better. I'm still not perfect. I think everybody just uh, – uh, and honestly, I actually think this podcast project that I've been doing for you know six months, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, has helped me out in that aspect to try to listen more. I, I mean, I'm, dude, we're family, right? Yeah. But I will say that I think uh, – I think you're evolving in your your interviewing skills and your DJing skills sure. and your trivia skills. <laughs> it's a pleasure to watch because, I mean, it's just as much as you're saying that there's growth on my end. I mean, like, I've been on your side looking at it from the <laughs> other side of the lens, and I've seen it morph and evolve of you. And, you know, COVID happened, and sure. you adapted, and you bounced yeah. back on your feet. I, I mean, appreciate you're, that. You're resilient. <laughs> I mean, we both have more gray hair because of 2020. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a little bit like, geez, I got the beard. I, yeah. I'm just more impressed with how good your beard looks versus mine. Oh, so, so I, it's only because of a barber. Nice, <laughs> nice. But, well, I'll tell you that. Matt Conlon from Mass Mutual, from Vessarori. We've had a great relationship over the, oh, gosh, we've known each other for Actually, we've known each other for a long time. I think for we played golf for probably 15, 15 years. years ago, yeah. and we're like, and now we're family. Like, holy shit! I, I, yeah. Oh, and I. So how about that? This is the first as we're just. This is so casual. It's the first time, and I think Ellie, Ellie and I swore it. It's only maybe the second time we actually swore on oh, the podcast. No, I was I like, holy cow! Yeah. But uh, so I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the, gonna put the, the explicit the, thing on it with this with the swearing. <laughs> okay, I I have learned something so. I just gotta say that. Yeah, I, worked, yeah. I worked in a gravel pit. Sure. And, and let me tell you some of the things <laughs> I have heard come out of people's mouth. Yes. Swearing. I absolutely love it. Okay. I, right. I love it because I, I here's what I have found. I people, like a sailor. The people that swear the most yeah. are also the ones that are gonna tell you the truth. Sure. Okay. So it's that's like, one hey, thing you got I want a piece of food in your teeth or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 I wanna hear that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I will there are some people out there where swearing is like art form of language. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, you get me going and I can do it, man. You can you do it. You, you can do it on all these I different things. I can make ads. it sound so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, again, Matt, my friend, I so appreciate yeah, it. You know, awesome. I, I appreciate you being a part of this project. Yeah, Matt Collin from Mass Mutual. Matt Collin from Vessarori again. Yeah. Matt, thanks for being here. And, and Andy, real quick, I know we're at the galley tonight. When when do you do trivies at the I, galley? I'm actually every Wednesday night. This is, We're taping on a Wednesday. And uh, the galley is actually our longtime home. So, yeah. again. We thank our we thank our friends here at the galley. When we can't record at our home studio, we actually get to uh, record at the galley. Come down so. and see Jeremy and the staff. They cook great food. Here, they here. got great drinks and fantastic <laughs> atmosphere. And I think we edited well, so you didn't hear us chewing when we did that. So, oh, hey, I didn't eat. I don't know what you're talking about. I know it's terrible, but hey, Matt, thanks again. We appreciate it, Andrew. Thank you. All right, hey, that wraps up another edition of the Five Things to Know About podcast, hosted by yours truly, AP Entertainment, and our wonderful guest today, Matt Conlon from 
Mass Mutual from the Vestal Rotary, an all-around wonderful member of this community. We really enjoyed talking to Matt. A special thanks goes out to our friends at the Galley. The Galley, whenever we can't tape in our home studio, the Galley has kind of been our home away from home and uh, allowing us to tape there, which is really, really cool. Um, Of course, we're at the Galley each and every Wednesday night at 7.30, but the Galley has great stuff all throughout the week, so special thank you to the Galley. Again, big thanks to Matt Conlon for being our guest this week. And if you haven't had the chance to, make sure you follow us on social media at 5 Things to Know About. We are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and of course, if you forget how to spell that name or anything like that, you can find us all under the AP Entertainment banner. AP Entertainment's all over social media, or you can even just go to our website, apentertainment607.com. If you haven't hit the subscribe button on your Apple Podcast, your Google Podcast, your Spotify Podcast, we really hope you do. Make sure if you want to be a part of this great, fun, awesome project, trying to help out our community, make sure you get in touch with us. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to have you as our next guest. So again, as we sign off, another great edition of Five Things to Know About. Have a great week, everybody.